Welcome to episode number 16. I am your host, Shanice, and today we will be diving in with an awesome speaker, guest speaker. Her name is April Smith, and she will be sharing her story of empowerment, of encouragement, of inspiration on how she overcame of being the label of the promiscuous girl. I am super, super excited about this episode. I hope you guys are ready to get in for some tea and join because it's going to be marvelous. You guys stay encouraged, stay inspired, and stay motivated and help me to welcome April Smith. Hello. Welcome, April. How are you? I am doing great. Fantastic. How are you? I am great, you guys. You are in for a treat today. When I saw your uh, your book, I was like, oh, I gotta have her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad. Like, honestly, this is my first interview, but I have like 10 interviews lined up. <laughs> Amen. And they're going to keep coming through because your book is so pretty. And not just that this topic needs to be talked about. So like you hit on a topic that needs to be heard like today. <laughs> like yesterday, sis. <laughs> yes. yes. Like literally yesterday. So won't you tell the audience a little bit about your book? Um, so basically my book goes over my life from the time I was 12 to about 16. Um, It goes over everything from my mom putting me out when I was 12 to my dad being abusive to my stepmom being like a mute, I guess you could say almost. She didn't really have a voice Um, to social workers failing me to moving into poverty. But But God, but God, I... It's like as if your story is so much similar to mine. Like when I turned 14, it's like when all hell broke in my life. I don't know. It's just like hell had a meeting, like we finna destroy her. I don't know what happened. But <laughs> yeah, it's it like, like when we get to those, when we get to those preteen teen ages, girls, we just go through so much. Yes, yes. And it was like hell just had to be like, we got to destroy her. I had my first baby at 14, but unfortunately he died. But then I became a teen mom at 16. Then my kid's father started being abusive at 17. I'm like, come on. Like, can I get a break? <laughs> Please. Like- you breaking up. It was like. I couldn't, I couldn't like, I couldn't shake it. It was like, I got over one thing and then another thing happened. And then every time you turned around, I was pregnant. I'm like, oh, this is just not fair. But what I have learned is, and when I I shift my perspective, when I became an adult, like maybe this is things that God is going to use in my life or other people. So thank God I went through everything. So I will be able to help go back and help other people. Now you said that you, your father was abusive. Your mom kicked you out. Now in between that time, how did you feel about your future? Cause I know for me, when I was going through, when I was going through, I felt like I was never going to get to a breaking point. So how did you feel in those moments? I really, when, during those moments, I couldn't even think about my future, to be honest. Um, it wasn't, there was nothing to think of. I didn't know, especially when I was with my dad, 
I didn't even know if I was going to really live to even see the next day, the next week. So I didn't, the decisions I made, I wasn't thinking about the future or what might happen later on. I didn't even think there was a later on. I, I literally had no hope. I had no hope. I had no faith. So it sounds like you just went in straight survival mode, which a lot of women do. We just go straight into survival mode. Like, look, I got to make sure that I'm making it day to day. Because I know for me, when I was in my relationship, I went from it was day to day. Like, I got to make it to this day. So I'm going to make this decision so I can live to see another day. Yes. And it's it's crazy the decisions that I had to make and other young adults have to make to survive just to make it it's crazy how we have to learn how to deal with adults who are immature or who have not fully grown we have to learn how to live with them to try to neutralize the situation just to make it through yes and it's like when you look at your parents you look at your parents to be the protector and then it's like the people that you are looking to protect protect you are the ones that's out to hurt you. It's like, what what is going on? Um, I definitely want to hit on the next question would be, how did this, the view of your parents, how did that hinder you in your relationship? Ooh, child. So to this day, I haven't figured relationships out. Let me just be honest. I have not. I'm not even going to get on here and pretend like I got it figured out. Um, I definitely say that it impacted me not so much like a lot of people say if a girl's father is abusive, then she'll go towards abusive men, right? Right. Not true. I'm the exact opposite. I cannot even be in a relationship with a man that yells at me because I feel mm-hmm. like if, you, if you'll yell at me, you'll probably hit me one day. Um, I'm very afraid of someone being controlling, like any sign of someone being controlling, I run from it. So my dating life is always kind of up in arms because I'm ready to leave at the first, the first sign of something toxic, the first sign of you having anger problems, like the first sign that you cannot control your feelings or your emotions. I'm out the door because I cannot allow myself to go through that type of pain ever again. And I don't want to be trapped. That's a blessing. I don't think, I want the viewers to understand how much that's a blessing, right? Because you would think that you would have went towards toxic relationships, but you are like so alarmed that you're like, hold on, bro. You yelling? Oh no, you done. (laughs) So it's Yeah, so thank God that you even have some value because I know a lot of women, I know for myself, I allowed that my kids' father like to do the most to me. I look back like, girl, what was you doing? What was you thinking? But I had no value within myself. So thank God, even though you went through the hell that you've been through, you have value within yourself and love yourself enough. Like, boy, please, if you don't get your own... See, and the thing about it is, like, even though my parents, my parents messed up a lot, one thing I can say about my mom is she always taught me to love myself. Always mm. taught me that. She always taught me to love myself, and she loved herself. And she, she does not tolerate BS from people. She doesn't. And she did not teach me nor my sisters to do that either. So we've always had this value about ourselves. So when I moved with my dad, it's like he almost, in my, I say it all the time, it's like he hates women. 
Um, my dad, he he has to be in control. He has to feel like he if you're happy, he wants him to be the reason you're happy. He doesn't want you to be happy because you're happy on your own. It has to be through him. If you're happy and he doesn't approve of something you're doing, he has to make you unhappy. So wow. when he was not able to control me like that because see, my happiness was within when he could not take things from me or when he could not say things, even if it did hurt me, I wouldn't show it. Because I was already taught who I was and how to love myself. Oh, so yes. That that provoked him, though. Like, that really provoked him. And it made things worse on me. And it, it's just so crazy. Like, it, it was so crazy. I, I can't even find another word to describe it. It was just completely crazy how me being happy and me loving myself and me knowing who I am and me standing tall and me not letting things get to me and break me down made him want to break me down even more. It, it's like it became a mission. Yes. And uh, most narcissistic men, it's like, like you said, it's like they don't like, it's like they hate women. It's like something happened to them when they was younger and it made them, um, it made them question their identity. And so it make them like really hate women. And another thing I noticed about narcissists, they don't like seeing us happy. Like you said, like, it's not the fact that it's, it's crazy, but that's how their mind think. Like she's happy. I got to destroy her. It's like, dude, what, what is, what is going on? Like I'm happy on my own. Like I, I don't care about the fact that you're unhappy. I'm happy. And that's all that matters. But it's like those type of men, it's like, they're out to like, I have to destroy you because you have to be, you have to be sad. I want you sad and you're sitting here with a smile on your face and I want you angry. And like you said, like it ain't no other word around it. It's crazy. Cause it's like, why would you not want your daughter or just a woman happy regardless? So I thank God that you overcame that. My next question would be, how is your relationship now with your parents? Because for me, you talk very, very highly of them. And most people don't do that when they have been hurt. So you are one strong woman. <laughs> well, it, it hasn't always been like. I actually started rebuilding my relationship with her about three and a half, four years ago. Um, a lot of stuff that happened in my book. My sister, my youngest sister went through those things as well and probably a little bit worse. So about three years ago, my sister ended up having a complete breakdown, a complete meltdown, and she just flipped out on everybody. Um, and I I truly understand, and I love her, and I, I really hate that I had to leave when I did. I wish that I could have stayed there with her. But um, my mom was looking for answers, like, well, what actually happened? Because a lot of things, if y'all got to read the book, <laughs> um, yes. a lot of things when... Like, for instance, if your child comes to you and tell you something and you act like you don't believe it or you don't correct it, chances are if something else happens, they're not going to come to you. For what? So right. a lot of things my mom did not know about because of the simple fact we came to you before and there was no resolution. So why would we continuously come? Right. Um. So there, there definitely was that, but I ended up talking to my mom and we kind of, we don't agree on everything to this day. We still disagree about a lot of things. We're able to actually have conversations and we're actually able to talk 
we already talked about before my book even came out before she even knew i was publishing we had already talked about a lot of the things that's in the book she actually promotes my books and people when they start reading it they're like why would you promote this book she's talking about you in the book but my mom would tell anybody it's the truth like right is the truth oh my gosh yes it's your story Um, yes as far as my dad i love him um he actually had open heart surgery like a year ago I do love him. He is my father. And the memories that we built prior to me realizing who he actually was prior to me knowing his ugly side, those memories did not fade. That's still my dad. Um, And I hope that one day that he loves himself enough to where he's actually able to fully love those around him. But I do not talk to my dad like that. I, I literally probably work 10 minutes away from his house and I do not go see him because you never, I just never know what's going to happen. Right. And it's like, why well, I put myself in a toxic situation? And I love that how you create boundaries, even if it's with, even if it's with your parents. And that's what I, uh, I hope that the audience and those that's watching can really grasp on how confident you are within yourself. And they can see like if she can, because a lot of times people think like, well, that's my parents. I can't create boundaries with them or I don't have they I don't have to respect them. Um, they don't have to respect me. I have to respect them. No, ma'am. No, sir. At the end of the day, like I'm a whole human out here in these streets and you're not going to disrespect me <laughs> just because you're my parents. So I thank God that you have enough confidence to say, you know what, this is a boundary right here and you ain't not, you're not going to cross it. So that's oh, like, God. that's, that's girl, I salute you. Do you hear me? <laughs> I don't know you, <laughs> but I salute you because it took me years to get that confidence to say, you know what, you're not going to disrespect me. You're going to respect me as a human. You're going to respect me as your kid's mother. But what you ain't going to do is disrespect me. So I commend you all the way. And again, it's not easy because it's hard to explain to people. Like my siblings sometimes don't understand. They're like, why don't you ever come by for what? Like, what am I coming by for? I don't see a reason to come by. Like y'all, Y'all might not have went through what I went through, but I definitely went through it. And I'm 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 not for it. Um, and another yes. thing is God. When I say God, baby, listen, when I didn't have my mom, I didn't have my dad, I felt like I had absolutely nothing. God was very much so present. And mm. during those darkest moments is where I realized if I don't have anything else, I have God. And I believe that I definitely belong to God. And I cannot allow anybody to mistreat me because I am property of his. No one, and I do mean no one, is, has the power to mistreat me. And I would not give them that power. I just can't. It's disrespectful to him. How can you take the audience through how was those times? Because I know for me, I felt like that too. Like, I felt like I had nobody but him. Like, it was literally, when I look back at where I'm at now, like a published author, uh, entrepreneur, when I look at myself now and I look at myself back then, it's like, sis, how did you even make it to this point? And all I can tell people like that, when I could tell them like how, what I went through and how I overcame it, but when it all come down to it, it was nothing but God. Like, I can't take no credit for anything because it was literally nothing but him. So can you take the audience through, like, what did that look like, your relationship with God, when you was going through your darkest moments? Baby, let me tell you how God always show up. And it, 
a lot, I, I know some people do not believe in God, but when you go through certain things, you just have to be realistic and be, you have to know it was God. Yeah. There's so many people that showed up in my life mysteriously, like the, like the social worker, when she showed up in my life and she, she brought me a cell phone so I could call my mom. And she, I know she wasn't supposed to do that. That was nobody but God because 99% mm. of the time, they're not going to do that. They're not going to risk that. Right, right. But God, I hadn't talked to my mom in about two years because my dad wouldn't let me. So when she brought me that phone and I was able to talk to my mom, it gave me so much. It, it gave me that push that I needed. Um, girl, I'm trying not to cry. Jesus. Mm. <laughs> when um when I I thought to, you know, fake like I was pregnant, I knew I wasn't pregnant when I was in my dad's house, but I knew that he wouldn't want his reputation ruined. So I knew if I lied like I thought I was pregnant, well, not lie like I thought I was pregnant, but if I planted evidence to make it seem as if I was pregnant, that he would put me out. And that's what I wanted. I, I didn't care if he sent me to a girl's home. I didn't care if I went to a juvenile detention center. I didn't care where I went. I just did not, I could not stay with him anymore. And everything worked out perfectly. Like when I say everything worked out perfectly smoothly and I was able to get to my grandmother where I was actually safe. I was safe not only physically, but I was safe emotionally and spiritually. That was nothing but God placing me there. And that's why when I look back, I don't look at myself as a victim because I know that I went through that for a reason. And I know that yeah. there's a purpose behind all of that. God did not, God did not sit there and let all that stuff happen. For me to just overcome it and shut up and go on about my life. No, I went through that for a reason. And yeah. you feel it. You you feel it. Just like I graduated college and no one thought I was going to because I dropped out of school in the ninth grade. You know, so I graduated college and I was not as happy then as I was the day my book released. Like my book releasing is the happiest day of my life because I know it's going to touch someone else. I know it's going to help someone else. And I do feel like every moment that led up to this, every dark day, every night I was in my room crying, all the times I snuck out and wanted to run away but didn't know where I was going to go, all the times that I longed for my mom and just, just wanted to just hear her voice, every time that I felt like I was trapped inside of a dungeon, all of those times were really created for this moment, for me to publish and get across to as many young girls as I can so that they don't have to feel like they're alone. So they know that it's other women that have been through the same things they're going through, who got through it, and that they can too. I love it. I love it. I want the audience also to understand, like like she said, all the stuff that she been all the hell that she been through, don't look at your situation and don't make it like you're a victim. You're not a victim. You're a victor. And I want the audience to understand, like, you don't see her. And you can hear it in your voice. You can tell when someone is angry. You don't hear in her voice that she's angry. Like, you can tell that she genuinely loved them. But she also understands, I'm not going to put myself somewhere that I know I'm not wanted. Right. So she loves her stuff enough to do that. But what I love about how you're taking your story and you're turning into a message. And that's what I tell my clients all the time. Your story. I don't think people notice this. I didn't even notice it until after I wrote my book. 
But if you look at story and glory, they have the same words, just a different beginning. So God wants to use your story for his glory. But so many people walking around with a chip on their shoulders that don't want to use their story. And it's like, why would you not go out and tell someone else how much you overcame? Do you know how much your book is going to help so many women? It's going to help so many people. It's going to give them so much help. I can't wait to go back because I'm like, oh, my God, this is juicy. (laughs) (laughs) So I hope you guys go out today. So let the people know where they can follow you and where can they get your book? Yeah, so you can follow me. um, My my Facebook hashtag is at Cherry Said It. So that's C-H-E-R-R-Y. S-A-I-D-I-T. Um, you can also find me on Cherry Coke. That's my personal page. But hey, if y'all want to follow me there, I'm definitely there. And my book is on Amazon. You can get it on Kindle or Amazon Prime paperback. It's called The Birth of the Promiscuous Girl by April Smith. I love it. I love it. You guys go follow her. And I hope to have her back, you guys, so we can chat some more. Thank you so much, April, for joining joining us today. And um, you can send over your link to your book. And I'm going to put everything inside this video uh, so you guys can go over. The link will be inside the description box. Um, her, all her uh, logins so you can follow her on Facebook will be inside the description box so you guys can follow her. Thank you so much, Abel, for joining us today. And thank you and for it, having me. I really appreciate the reach out. No problem. Support. Like, is girl, it, thank you. Is there anything else you want to leave with the audience? I do. Y'all listen. Every You're going to go through things and you're not done going through things, but just remember there is a message in all the mess and you're going to get through it. So yes. Yes. Thank you so much. Be sure to follow me so we can stay in contact. (laughs) Yes. Thank you so much, April.